This is Jam Nation with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, incredible scenes yesterday when Chris Dawson was found guilty of murdering his wife Lynn 40 years ago. Channel 10's Hugh Rimmington was uh, at was courtside. Joins us now. Hello, Hugh. Hello, Amanda. Look, there were so many reasons to believe this man was guilty, and yet there was no body. All the evidence was circumstantial. So we were on the edge of our seats wondering, will he be found guilty? Yes, it was one of those scenes because Judge Ian Harrison said early on that all the evidence was wholly circumstantial. And he explained why in law that made it a very high bar that the Crown had to get over uh, to convince him that uh, that Chris Dawson was guilty. And you kind of felt, ooh, okay, so he's kind of laying in his excuses essentially for mm. for acquitting him, but then he he went one after the other through the pieces of evidence that have been offered up that Lynette Dawson had survived beyond January the eighth of nineteen eighty two. The phone calls that Chris Dawson said he got from her, the sightings that various people said they'd seen her after that, and he just one after the other demolished each one, and you started to think, okay, all right, and then. And then ultimately he said that he was convinced that she hadn't survived beyond that day and that she didn't voluntarily leave home. But he still then had to be convinced that she had died as an act of a a conscious and voluntary act by Chris Dawson. In other words, that he killed her and meant to kill her. Hmm. And uh, just in the last few minutes, he made it plain that he believed that's exactly what had happened. And that's a, that's a hell of a thing because they say the most reliable witness in a murder case is the murderer themselves. But if they don't give that up, you've got nothing, really. That's true. One of the things which was uh, plainly the judge honed in on was that apart from these sightings, which he dismissed, there are a whole bunch of reasons why each sighting only one he called a fabrication. He thought the others were just mistakes or they were, in his words, frail, including one sighting which someone saw her uh, at a shopping centre then get into a car and drive away. In fact, she'd never had a driver's licence, for example. So, he, you know, he said he was happy to dismiss those ones. But the only phone calls that uh, she allegedly ever had made were to Chris Dawson. And he said that it was absurd to think that a woman who had left suddenly, leaving her clothes behind, leaving her children behind, uh, leaving behind a, a mother who loved her and that she was close to, siblings and friends, that the only person that she'd ever called had been the person that she was fleeing. And, you know, he said it just never happened. He was satisfied that all of those phone calls were a lie. Each of them happened in circumstances where there were no witnesses to the phone calls. So to that end, he just was satisfied that um, that she didn't live beyond that day. And he'd said that had he been convinced that she'd lived, there was any evidence to convince him that she'd lived beyond that day, he said that the Crown case would have collapsed. But he satisfied himself that no, she'd died on that mm. day. And how did Chris Dawson respond when this verdict was read out? Well, generally through the trial, and he has been... Uh, He's given very little away. In the last few moments, a few minutes before the verdict was handed down, it was fairly evident that he wasn't, the judge was not going to acquit him. And at that point, the brother was sitting next to him, put his arm around his shoulders. There wasn't much reaction. I wasn't directly in court, but I spoke to the people who were there. Um, I was in a spillover courtroom. But uh, 
his arm went around him and that there was a kind of a shudder. His, his, judge, his uh, uh, solicitor, Greg Walsh, said that he was very, very upset. Uh, that was really exposed once he'd left the courtroom in handcuffs because uh, as soon as the verdict was read, he was told to uh, stand and, and then to court officers, security officers came over and put the cuffs on him and then led him away and uh, and then the only evidence we then got of his reaction came from his own uh, lawyer who said that he was naturally very upset mm. and that he'd asked that uh, the lawyer call his wife to explain it uh, that he'd always professed his innocence and that he would appeal against it. And the appeal process, where does that go now? Well, there is, uh, you know, they've got to master their appeal. They've got to f- go through this four hours and 44 minutes that was read out by the uh, by the judge, look to see if there was anything in there which would give grounds for an appeal. So, um, you know, it's interesting because this was not a jury trial because sometimes you get appeals on on the basis of, uh, of a misdirection of the jury, but that's not the case. This is a judge-only trial. See, if a jury gives a verdict, you never know their reasons. You just say yes or no, guilty or not guilty. But with the judge, he gives his reasons. Mm. And so they must now sift through the reasons and try to find, you know, somewhere in law where the judge was in error uh, that would justify uh, an appeal. So some sort of appeal they'll muster together. There was a suggestion that they were going to try to get a bail application going. The, the, the lawyer said on the grounds that he is not well and that he has cognitive issues. Mm. But um, but even he admitted that he might not go ahead with that. There are medical facilities within the jail system, yeah. and one presumes that's uh, if he's got any particular issues, he'll be dealt with uh, by doctors inside jail. Some might say that he's had cognitive issues for the last 40 years. Uh, Hugh, it's great for you to catch up with us. Thank you. I mean, it's Absolutely great for us pleasure. to catch up with you. <laughs> Yeah, such a day. Uh, well, of course, we can watch you 10 News First tonight, 5 o'clock on 10. Hugh Rimmington, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Hugh. All the best. Thank you.